All right, back on the Young Turks. Uh, we have a celebrity guest for you guys now. No, not really, but she has a celebrity name. Uh, and she should be a celebrity, though, based on our progressive politics. Joining me now, Courtney Love. Uh, she is running for Tacoma City Council candidate. Uh, so, obviously, in the state of Washington, named Courtney Love. Fine, not that Courtney Love. But, Courtney, welcome to the Young Turks. Thank you for having me. Uh, great to have you here. Uh, so, uh, now I know you're not. That Courtney Love, because we testified together in the state of Washington, Olympia, on getting money out of politics. And so I appreciate that you supported that Wolfpack resolution there. That's fantastic. But you, you've got your own issues in, in Tacoma. So first, let's talk about what are the different issues in Tacoma that led you to run in the first place. And then we'll talk about your specific race. So the big three are the ICE Detention Center at the Port of Tacoma, the LNG facility at the Port of Tacoma, and the privatization of the first public broadband system in the United States here in Tacoma. Mm. It's under threat of privatization through lease. So look, we deal with this at the congressional level all the time. So this is obviously a much more local issue, but you're running against a Democrat and um, Local papers endorse them, and they say, "Well, he's a perfectly fine centrist Democrat." So, Courtney, why bother even running against them if you've already got a Democrat in that race? Well, it's a nonpartisan race, so it's not officially Democrat v. Democrat. But I don't value, I don't agree with his votes. So, and that's what matters—not their endorsements. So, how about on those three issues? How about the detention center? He takes money from Geo Group, and he takes money from Puget Sound Energy, who is the LNG facility. And he takes money. We also have a huge homelessness issue and housing issue in Tacoma, like everywhere. And he also takes money from real estate. So I feel that his votes aren't in line, or his votes are in line with his donors and not with the citizens. Our system's so broken. I mean, that's why you went to go testify to get money out of politics. Geo Group, Geo Group, that's the private prisons. So if you have a detention center in your area and you're taking money from people who run detention centers who have a financial incentive to lock up not just non citizens, but citizens and to make money off of taking away their freedom, it's just. they're outrageous they to take money from them. They even have a lawsuit against the city. So I believe it's eight out of the nine city council members currently take money from GEO, a, a, a business that is suing the city. I feel that that's inappropriate. And I am here to represent the people because Tacoma needs love. <laughs> I can tell from the signs behind you. Um, <laughs> our system needs love, our system needs repair. I, I didn't know that. Eight out of nine. People on the city council take money from the company suing the city. Yeah. That's, I can't take how outrageous that is. Yeah. So, so we, we just we have the same issues that most of the nation do. And then we the housing, the opioid epidemic, all of that. But then we have these very national discussions, fracking and detention centers, 
all coalescing here in Tacoma. We also have some of the lowest voter turnout in the state in Tacoma Pierce County. And so I see Tacoma and Pierce County as ripe for revolution. All they need to know is that I exist and that they have an option finally. So I am looking for a little a little support here at the end and we can get the message out that they have an option and I think we can rally the masses here in Tacoma. So by the way, it's electcourtneylove.com. So That's easy it. to remember, right? electcourtneylove.com. Uh, and uh, he broke a record for how much money he raised, right, for this race? Yes, he's raised more than anybody else running for city council and uh, probably ever. Uh, he's well over 60,000. I'm. Uh, no, I read over 80,000. Oh, uh, he's okay. at 82,000 now. What is it in, okay, a, in, a, in a place that's relatively small like Tacoma for a city council seat? What do you spend $82,000 on? <laughs> uh, on signs and staffers, I suppose, but I don't think he's gonna use it all. There's, there's not enough to spend on. All but right. he has support from all over. Not only um, does he have a voting record that I don't agree with, he also, um, he's been called Pierce County political royalty because his mother is the state auditor and his father is a former judge and current port commissioner at the Port of Tacoma. So we've been voting for McCarthy's for a very long time, but I'm done with the McCarthy era. We're moving into the land of love. <laughs> I like how you keep throwing love into all those uh, sayings. Um, if you got it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, if I was not bothered enough by the guy, now you tell me that, oh, no, 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 you know, he's considered royalty in the area. Oh, I do declare. Has Lord McCarthy decided that he is owed that seat? What's his position on fracking? Uh, you know, he doesn't, he hasn't said, uh, he. <laughs> He thinks that we need to move away from fossil fuels, but his votes and um, don't show that. Also, he's quick to respond that the city can't order a supplemental environmental study, um, environmental impact study. But uh, the activists who have been researching this for the last four years insist that Tacoma, as the lead agency, does have the right to order an SEIS. And so uh, my goal is to get to the bottom of that. I will certainly advocate for it. I've also heard from uh, county, uh, city council adjacent uh, people that the best way to stop the LNG fact. Uh, plant from being uh, put into business is through the Puyallup tribe. We have one of the most urban Native American tribes, um, Tacoma is on their land. And so they're fighting the LNG facility on their treaty. These lands are theirs by treaty. They um, And he, so the Puyallup tribe probably has the most impact, but they've, they're trying legal means. Uh, the attorney general could do something and the governor could do something is what I've been told is the most likely success, paths to success here. Uh, but he advocates for, he's not, it's hard, he doesn't, it's politics. You know, he toes the line. He won't fight the LNG plant. He knows that it, Fossil fuels are destructive to our future, but also we have fuel needs. It's just like, where do you stand? Can you 
yeah, stand. I, I get it. Yeah, political figure. Got it. Uh, so one more policy question for you, Courtney. So I read these stunning facts that since 2013, the median home price in Tacoma has nearly doubled from 158,000 to 314,000. That's not since like 1913. That's since 2013. And um, rent has gone from average of $930 for a two bedroom apartment to $1,500. So I, I don't know how anybody can afford that, especially in Tacoma. But so what would be your proposal to try to alleviate that problem? So I do support rent control. Unfortunately, the state of Washington has laws against rent control. So part of what I would be doing is using my position as a bully pulpit to encourage our state legislature to make changes to that law. We also have the most regressive tax system in the United States. So again, that's at the state level. It would be me whipping boats and rallying people to make those changes. And we also need to other tenant rights we're, Tacoma has become a sleeper community for Seattle. So Seattle has the higher income and we're close enough for people to commute for work. And so we need to build up local business opportunities for Tacomans and uh, at living wage, uh, with a living wage with a capped rent. So, so uh, we need, yeah, I think those are the two magic things, rent control and a living wage and we'll be set. Okay. and. Uh- how about progressive groups? I noticed the R Revolution button. So, how do folks know that you're the more progressive candidate? <laughs> Mostly by my big mouth. But um, yes, I've been endorsed nationally by R Revolution, uh, the state group, R Revolution Washington Bernie Kratz Coalition. I happen to be the vice chair of R Revolution Pierce County. I happen to be the chair of, has also endorsed me. <laughs> Surprise. And uh, I've also been endorsed by the Tacoma Democratic Socialists of America. And I'm very proud of all of those. And also the 29th Legislative District of Washington, which is one of the poorest districts in the state and the, and the one that I currently live in. So uh, I feel like I have the nitty gritty hard workers endorsing me and I'm proud of it. Courtney, last question, <clears throat> have you ever met the other Courtney Love? I have not, right. but I, um, I have friends of friends who know, well, I, I have a mutual friend with the inspiration for uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. All right, uh, we'll take it. <laughs> and maybe if you become a city council um, in, in uh, Tacoma, maybe you'll get to meet her. Indeed, and uh, I look forward to meeting any of that Nirvana adjacent crew. <laughs> Nirvana adjacent. I admire right them. Um, progressives might be Nirvana adjacent if you win. Okay. I think so. <laughs> um, all right, electcourtneylove.com is the website. Those are all the links. We'll have them down below in the descri- description box if you're watching later on YouTube or Facebook. Courtney, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No problem. All right, when we come back, another great California progressive. All right, back on the Young Turks. In the post game today, we're gonna do something a little different. We're gonna do YouTube super chat comments. So it's available to everybody. So check that out right after this interview. Uh, you're gonna, uh, you can participate by going to youtube.com slash tyt. Um, so now let's get to our next interview. Uh, joining me now is Gail McLaughlin. Uh, she is a bit of a legend in California. She was two term mayor of Richmond, uh, where she uh, defeated Chevron. Uh, that's an amazing story. I wanna go back to it at some point in this interview because uh, I think it's instructional. Uh, she also ran for lieutenant governor and she's the chair of the California Progressive Alliance. 
which has just endorsed Bernie Sanders. So I want to talk about that as well. Gail, welcome to the Young Turks. Thank you, Cenk. It's a great privilege to be here. Gail, great to talk to you again. So let's start with your the group that's endorsed Bernie, California Progressive Alliance. First of all, what is it? Well, the California Progressive Alliance is a volunteer network of progressives up and down the state of California. And we're unique as an organization in that we operate outside of any party structure. We organize independently and we do this to retain the ability to think like outsiders, knowing how important it is to fiercely oppose the establishment that perpetuates rather than solves our problems. And we're also unique in that we endorse corporate free candidates only. Um, And like you mentioned, we just endorsed Bernie Sanders. We'll soon be doing an online vote of our um, members for uh, candidates, corporate free candidates for legislature and Congress. And we also promote local progressive alliances. We know that people get involved in their cities and regions. Um, And we promote the bold progressive ideas um, and wield our collective power to pressure the legislature to get our issues passed, you know, to put our interests before corporate interests. So that's just a little bit of what we do. And people could go to CaliforniaProgressiveAlliance.org to find out more. So Gail, who's in the alliance? Is it party members at all? Uh, Who's who's the member? So we have people in the alliance um, registered in different parties. We have a a lot of progressive Democrats who are fighting the good fight within the Democratic Party. We have Greens, we have Peace and Freedom Party members, we have independents. We have people that are coming together based on our values and our and our um, our need to form this this collective organization so that we can really showcase that we have the power that we're we're not going through the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, even though some of our members are registered Democrat, we're standing in opposition to the establishment. And we know Bernie is standing in opposition to the establishment. And so we're standing as an independent movement to say it's time for change based on the interests and the principles and the values of ordinary working people. Yeah. How many candidates in the presidential race do you think are, by your definition, corporate free? Well, you know, that's that's tough because so many of them want to say they don't take corporate money. Others will say, oh, they they will take if they get elect, they get past the primary, they'll they'll take corporate money in the general election. We know Bernie is unique in that he has stood again and again against this corporate control of our democracy and against Wall Street's trying to you know, really dominate and does dominate the lives of ordinary people. So you know, I think our members rightly figured it out and and have been working for a long time in the Bernie movement Uh, since 2016. Many of our members have been supporting Bernie all along. And so it was a a pretty pretty clear cut vote with 92.4% of our members voting for Bernie. Um, So we we think of Bernie as the true corporate free candidate for president. I mean, I know there's other candidates uh, running in different parties like the Green Party and Peace and Freedom Party also Take no corporate money, but Bernie has, uh, you know, really taken the country by storm. So we, we, our members have won for him. Who'd the other eight percent vote for? Uh, Klobuchar. 
Um, you know, I don't have the figures in front of me, but you know, I think there were some for Warren, and we did rank choice. You know, so we um, and some were for other, and other meant Green or Peace and Freedom Party. So, you know, but ninety two point four percent is really overwhelming, and that's the important thing. But we also think it's really important to vote for corporate free candidates for the legislature and for Congress. So those candidates will be coming up for a vote. Um, on our CPA online voting process very, very soon. And of course, we'll be supporting local candidates um, for city council and school board based on what the local progressive alliances are, um, who, who they are endorsing. Mm-hmm. So you guys got to love the Just Democrats uh, with our no corporate PAC uh, money pledge. That's uh, right. We have we we definitely want no corporate PAC money, no corporate money, no um Money from um, charter school associations. We stand for you know the public and the people to have control of our democracy. Right. Yeah. Let me ask the obvious question: Uh, Why not Elizabeth Warren? Why so overwhelmingly for Bernie over the other uh, progressive in the race, Warren? Well, we think that Bernie knows how to build a movement and is an organizer from way back when, and that's and that's what's important to our membership. That's what we've been working on through our action teams and our committees. We have a single payer Medicare for all action team that's been building this movement in California from San Diego to LA to the Bay Area to Sacramento. We have people building these, these movements that are um, on around these issues that Bernie has spearheaded, frankly. So we consider ourselves very much in line with Bernie's platform um, and with his uh, concept about a movement being needed to address these issues. Well, he he always says, not me, us, right? We say the same thing. It's not any one of us in the California Progressive Alliance or any one of the candidates we support. It's all of us, you know, joining together. We have a Green New Deal action team, and we've endorsed various legislative bills, bills that um, are around housing, affordable housing for all, clean money, public banking, um, you know, immigration rights, opposing the prison industrial complex opposing the military industrial complex. We support all these issues, we're grassroots and we'll continue to do so. We have a convention coming up as well, where we'll be celebrating each other and our activism. And we expect to have some great speakers join us as well. So yeah, Gail, that's ironic because a lot of the the conventional wisdom against Bernie Sanders is that he doesn't build movements. Um, and it's not just establishment, some progressives even in Washington say that. Um, so it's interesting that you have a completely different perspective on it, that you like him overworn because of how much he's built a movement. I, I definitely see Bernie Sanders as the movement builder among the Democratic candidates for sure. Mm. I mean, I think he's done it since in his whole career, and he's done it as an outsider. And that's something that we support. He has stood up against the Democratic establishment, um, he's stood up against the corporations, stood up against Wall Street, and is rallying people to do the same. All right, and um, I wanted to ask you about Richmond. So you and I have talked about this before, but I'm sure, of course, there's new people watching it as well. So you, uh, as the mayor, were able to rally the council and uh, and defeat Chevron, who had so much money that they had put in uh, to those races. 
So we, we talked about how you did that uh, in another interview. Um, great if you could remind people a little bit of that. But the follow up question that I wanted to ask is, you know, as I saw that wonderful work you did, I was a little discouraged to see that we haven't been able to replicate it elsewhere at, at scale. So what do you think you guys did in Richmond that we can't seem to get done in other places? Well, let me just say that what we did in Richmond was stood up to Chevron first and foremost. Chevron um, is this big oil refinery in our city, the highest greenhouse gas emitter in the state of California. We stood up to their millions of dollars where they tried to defeat myself as a candidate um, for local office and other progressive candidates for local office, and we won. And once we won, and we did it by going door to door, we did it by uh, holding forums, we did it by educating the public that it could be done. We can overcome corporate control and we can stand for taxing oil companies their fair share of taxes and, and to stop their pollution and to have them um, address the, the kind of renewable energy changes that are needed. You know, So we did a lot of that in Richmond and um, what we were able to do was a, a real transformative change in our city. We got our city to pass a minimum wage to $15 an hour. We got over $114 million in extra taxes from Chevron. We sued them for damages to our community, et cetera, et cetera. We supported rent control and passed a rent, a rent control bill. But why have we, you're asking why it hasn't scaled up? Well, the fact is in California, we have about 15 new local progressive alliances modeled after the Richmond Progressive alliance, which was the alliance that actually got myself and other candidates into office and helped us make that transformation in Richmond. Now, the California Progressive Alliance is networking these progressive alliances on a local level together. And we're inviting everyone to come to our convention on January 11th. This is the convention of the California Progressive Alliance, and we'll have local Progressive Alliance representatives there. And we want them to come on January 11th to UC Berkeley. If you you could sign up to register for the convention. Youth under 25 are free. You could sign up at CaliforniaProgressiveAlliance.org. Just click on the yellow flyer and you can register for the convention. We invite everyone to come to join us and we'll have um, we'll have Lee Camp performing at the convention. We've invited Ralph Nader. We've invited Bernie Sanders or a surrogate from his campaign. We've invited Angela Davis. We've invited Reverend Barber um, from the Poor People's Campaign. We hope they will join us. They haven't been confirmed yet. Lee Camp is confirmed. And we'll have all these representatives from our allies and from the local progressive alliances and we'll re-energize and reactivate ourselves so for the coming year ahead so that we can be strong for 2020 and beyond. So um, we, you know, we are scaling up the work, we're coming together, we're building alliances, and that's what it takes. All right, um, I can't think of a more appropriate venue than Berkeley for this, so well chosen. Gail McLaughlin with the California Progressive Alliance. Thank you so much for joining us, really appreciate it. Thank you, Cenk, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. All right, if you wanna be a member, tyt.com slash join. Support independent media, God knows we need it. Um,
<laughs> and if you wanna also contribute, tyt.com slash yes. So speaking of contributing, we're about to do a post game where we're gonna do YouTube super chats, okay? We're gonna take your questions, kind of an ask me anything. We're gonna take your comments. You get to participate. You gotta be on youtube.com slash tyt to participate in that. So we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come right back and do that. <laughs> 